0: All right, so what's happening, everybody? Episode four sixty-two of the podcast. Welcome to BD Four. I'm your host RJ, and thank you for stopping by. So as you could tell, uh, this episode we're getting back to the Yankees. It's been a few weeks since we discussed the Yankees. Um, well, not much has happened right since then, but um, we haven't really talked it over in a while with with one of our frequent guests. Uh, Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast. So what we did was we set up a conversation and we just had it. So this episode, 462 here, we're going to get into that interview um, where Greg and I just shoot the shit about the Yankees offseason and what we think they did right, wrong, what we expect going forward. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, There's going to be no two parts for this one. It's just going to be the interview or the conversation. It's more of a conversation. Um, and that'll be that. All right, so welcome to the show. Let's get into it, and I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Anyway, champion of the world, turning, looking, see ya.
1: Anthony for three, five. That one goes down, and the game is tied! Time! creates...
0: And showing sure some dexterity as well with the left hand. Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 462 of BD4. I am your host, RJ Carbone. It is Saturday, January seventh, as I record this, and as this episode is out, well it should be out by Sunday the eighth. I will drop it tonight or tomorrow morning, Sunday the 8th. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show. We are talking Yankees in this one. We're going to go over the Yankees offseason with Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast, who's been on the show multiple times by now. Um, so yeah, that's, that's going to be it. We'll get into that. So let's just wrap this part up right now. We'll, we'll get to our trivia question right here, and then we'll head right into the episode and waste no time, alright? So let's get to our trivia question of the day. Yes. Alright, so for episode 462, our NYY, NYK, MMA Trivia question of the day. It's another true or false. True or false. Derek Jeter ranks outside the top 10 in Yankees history for home runs hit. Is that true or false? True or false. Derek Jeter ranks outside the top 10 in Yankees history for home runs hit. One final time, true or false. Derek Jeter ranks outside the top ten in Yankees history for home runs hit. Um So yeah, once again, before we wrap this one up, just want to say thank you for stopping by. Episode 462. 462. And um yeah, in this episode, we're just you know giving a little bit of our an update of our thoughts on this Yankees. 2022-23 season, the way it's gone. We talk, you know, we go around the diamond, talk about some of the acquisitions this off season, talk about what we think they should do, they shouldn't do, and, and whatnot. All right, so you can find Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast on social media, his Instagram. I'll have it in the description, or if you're watching the video format of the podcast, it's also on the screen down on the ticker below. He's on Instagram, he's on Twitter, he's on Facebook, and of course his podcast, Yankee Crazy Podcast, where you can listen to it, that'll be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your pods. So with that said, let's get right into the episode 462, where Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast and I talk about this Yankees offseason. And um, yep, let's get to it. Just unmute your mic and then you're good. Oh, there we go. Perfect. What's up,
1: man? What's up, dude? Um, How we doing? Good. How about you? I was gonna get a better background.
0: (laughs) you do whatever. You got time.
1: Let's see. Where is where is the background stuff? I like I like it when it's blurred because my yeah the angle I I have it on right now obviously looks horrible. do you know
0: where that is it should be like in the top right there should be settings Blur my
1: background
0: and then blur yeah there
1: you go ah there we go nice how's it going man happy new year you too man
0: happy happy holidays and all that how was uh how was the holiday season down there
1: it it was good it was good um Yeah, lots of fun, lots of indulging on things, and uh, and some relaxing. How about you? Did you get that PS five?
0: I actually did. Yeah, I ordered nice. it. Yeah, like a month you ago, know. and it came not long. It was. It's. It's really fun. It's, you know, I'm trying. Not, I'm trying not to get too addicted, like I used to back in, you know, my high school days. But yeah. it's. It's fun. It's
1: yeah, cool. I mean, my um my son just got Call of Duty, which we're like. I don't know if this was yep. a good thing getting him yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. But um man, the graphics are just ridiculous. And that's a PS4. And so I know PS5 yeah. is even Yeah, better. that's
0: that's what like that's cra- it's it's crazy how like because I've played video games my whole life, dude, and like just seeing the progression over
1: time and oh, yeah. like, how
0: technology advances.
1: It's yeah. insane. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's, it's it's amazing where it's come um, from.
0: yeah, man. Um so I figured we'd just run over you know how the offseason has gone so far um, You know yeah. And then uh, Yeah We'll start with that and you know it's it's obviously been Pretty quiet on there and I mean obviously they made some Some moves here and there but um, So I guess To start off We will talk about the first signing This offseason um, Which uh, was Anthony Rizzo Yeah They gave him $40 million back in I don't know. It was like maybe a month after the season or something. They gave him 40 million to come back for two years. I believe it was. Um, So what do you think about that deal?
1: I think it's great. I love Rizzo. I love his leadership. Um, He played really well. You know, he's one of the guys that they're saying with the shift now, who's going to benefit a lot. So hopefully you see that average go up a little bit and, you know, even more production but he was he was great I, I i think he's a great leader on that team so i'm excited for him to be back for his offense and his defense which is just yeah. you know he is saved i would love to know the stats on you know run saved and all those uh, analytics on his defense but i know it's solid so i'm excited glad that he is back
0: yeah i was going to mention that that they're taking away the the shifts so i think that's really going to help him um, yeah, you know, he had a productive year last year. He, he still produced a lot, a lot of runs. He um maybe 25 or th- actually, actually, I think he hit like 30 something home runs.
1: So I, yeah, he tied his, yeah, high, he tied his like 34, 32, somewhere 32. in there with maybe more. Was it was a 35. I can't remember, but he just, it, it was a great year for him.
0: Yeah, I think it was 32.
1: Um, that sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. So he yeah, was,
0: yeah, he was right there. He was he was having a good year. Um, but I think if they, you know, with the shift going away, he's obviously a guy who hits a lot of line drives to that right side. I really think that yeah. could benefit him. Um, turn him into more of a hitter, which is who he's been his you know most of his career, and help mm-hmm. pick you know help him pick up some some extra doubles and singles here and there could really raise the average maybe ten or fifteen points. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to bring him back. Obviously. The bat, the lefty bat, the power, the defense at first place is is the biggest thing for me. Um, just right. like you said, saving multiple runs. Um, he's obviously a great veteran leader in that clubhouse. Um, the guys like him. Yeah. He's back and, and he produced for them in the playoffs, man. And that's that's the one thing yeah. Yankees fans are never going to forget. If you do something in October for them, they're going to remember that. So I have no problem bringing him back for $40 million. Um, I even think there's a third option in there, team option for year three or something like that. But I think you're right. I'm excited to have him. And then obviously not too long ago, Aaron Judge. Uh the Yankees bring him back on a nine year deal worth $360 million. There was obviously a lot of chaos that night and the next morning uh between John Heyman, you know, announcing that Aaron's evil cousin Arson will be joining the Giants um turns out that Aaron's not be oh. going to the Giants and he's going to be coming back to the Yankees so what what are your thoughts on that deal how you like it how you think it's going to shape up?
1: oh man yeah, just uh talking about that yeah that incorrect tweet going out with the arson judge and I was refreshing my phone on twitter and <laughs> like camp of america was yeah. <laughs> for what 45 minutes to see what was going on and oh man that was some drama and that was i think it really hit all yankee fans like wow he could be gone and it made him even more valuable than i think people were thinking at the time they were you know it was like it, it was a shock So really glad he's back. It was a, you know, a a critical move that they had to do. Um, So if they, you know, if they would have lost judge, it would have been really hard to recover from uh, not only from a team standpoint, but a fan base standpoint. So many people would have been really, really angry about it. Uh, But don't have to worry about that. He is back in pinstripes. And you just, you know, obviously last year was a monstrous season. Is he going to hit 62 home runs again? The, the odds are <laughs> stacked against him on that. But even if he comes back and gives you 50 home runs and has another solid season, um, it's, it's incredible. And his leadership, and they name him captain. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, it would have been a really big hole in that lineup if he wasn't in there. So it's just great news. Great, great news. And yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with him this year. But it was it was critical. They would have yeah. <laughs> they would have gotten a lot of abuse from fans, media, everybody if he didn't come back.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if they didn't bring him back and they didn't do anything, like there is there is there really wasn't an option. Like you had to do it you know, yeah. considering he, the guy hit 60 plus home runs for you. He's been healthy the past several seasons. He was their only really like their, their only player in the second half of that year. Um, So yeah, had to bring him back. It's a deal. That's yeah. It's a lot of money for his age and whatever. Um, You're the Yankees. Yeah. You, know, you got the money. You're, you're not, you know, I, yeah. I think you worry about that stuff later on the back end mm-hmm. of the deal and you hope that the bonus comes you know sometime between now and the next 4 years or so while he's still at his peak um right. and like you said he's probably not going to hit 62 home runs again no that's you know really hard to do but if he goes out <laughs> yeah. there and he and he hits you 40 plus home runs and you know stays healthy and just continues to be that that power at the top of the lineup and of course he plays great outfield Uh, center field, right field, wherever you ask him, he will do it. So yeah, he's, he's developed as, as into one of their leaders. And obviously that's gonna, I want to segue into that. Um, they named him captain. That was, that was good. I think that needed to happen as well. So what are your thoughts on, on judge being captain?
1: I think it's a great move. Like everybody said, he was already the unofficial captain in that clubhouse. So to make it official, I think it's great. I think maybe even that could have been part of the, not negotiations uh, per se that he wanted it, but you know, maybe that was something else that Hal Steinbrenner threw in there to, to kind of sweeten it. Although you hear all the stories that he never wanted to leave New York. He wanted to get it done. Um, So probably wasn't even necessary to do that, but I think it was time for the Yankees to have another captain and no one better than him to do it. You know, he is the face of the franchise, you know, debatable that he is the face of MLB, or at least, you know, you got to say top three in that, in that conversation. So I, I love it. I think it's great. And, you know, who knows with, with that, Title of captain, maybe he even becomes more of a leader. Maybe he, he, I think he took it on himself anyway, but you know, now that it's official, maybe he even steps it up a notch and does even more in the clubhouse and more of a leadership role. So it's, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love that Jeter was there at the press conference, kind of the, the, the passing of the captainship or whatever you want to call it so i love that move and um and willie randolph who was a captain he was there too so you had two captains um would have been great if don mattingly didn't sign Uh with the toronto blue jays and had some part of the yankees organization and could have been there um but he wasn't, he isn't. Uh, it was still great. And I love it. I'm excited. I am really excited to see what he does. And if he wasn't on the team, like you just brought up in that second half, who knows if the Yankees even win the division because he was the only guy playing at a high level in those really bad dog days of August. So it is, it is just something to look forward to and him taking even a, a further step in his career and having a, a, hopefully a monster season again with the Yankees.
0: Yeah. I, like I said, I'm fine with it. I, I never go too crazy about the captain stuff either. I, whatever happens happens, but I think it makes perfect sense. Um, You know, I, you know, what's funny, man. I, I, I I'm going to show my age in this one, but they were saying that there have been 15 captains in Yankees history. And I, I swear to God, I, I thought there was like maybe one or two before Jeter. I had no idea (laughs) they had that many captains. So yeah, I was kind of embarrassed to hear that. I had no Uh, idea.
1: Well, even, you know, I didn't even know there were that many when they started listing them all because, you know, I knew obviously Jeter, I knew Mattingly, um, Greg Nattles who's still my all-time favorite Yankee (laughs) was the captain of the team for a couple of years you had Willie Randolph um and Munson uh right I think Munson was a cat was a a captain as well but then prior to that they started naming you know listing some other guys and I was like oh wow I didn't realize they had (laughs) that many so Yeah. yeah it's it's great timing on the whole thing and um yeah, we'll 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 see where this contract goes but you know touch on that again with the contract it seems that everybody in the MLB is just kind of throwing these contracts at these guys and sacrificing the last couple of years just you they they want these guys want those extra years and teams are like okay we'll give you those extra years if in the last you know 3 it's not that much production then so be it you know, cause that would be great if, you know, if he could give you six solid years and then the last three, maybe it's like, eh, you know, not so great declining, whatever. It's still a good contract. Cause in, in, you know, six to seven years, yeah, guys are going to be making even more money than that. So, you know, it's a lot of money right now. You look at it per year, but come six years from now, who knows what guys are going to be making. So it'll, um, you just got to hope you get some championships out of it. That's obviously yeah. the big thing, but we shall see.
0: That's that's a good point too, that like the market's going to keep going up and you know, years and years from now, it's going to keep uh, – like 20 million used to be a ton to get in a season. Right. Now 20 right. million is like
1: average for an all-star level guy. Um, yeah, because the, the Giancarlo Stanton yeah. deal, when he came here, what is he make 25, 27, something, something
0: like that? Something
1: like that, yeah. Like okay. – that's that's cheap now for somebody and i noticed obviously we've seen his decline but he's he still is an impact player so it's it's actually a bargain right now especially if he comes back has a good season
0: and i noticed that with a lot of these contracts lately that guys have been getting i think they're loading a lot of it up on the front end so the back Mm -hmm. end for a lot of these guys is is kind of easier to maneuver if they're not as productive in the back end of the deal you can easily move it yeah. um I don't yeah. I don't know what the judge thing is I know it's 40 million average but I'm not sure where the money you know how they how they spread it out but whatever it's 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 what they needed to do um and again you know my one ask is that he starts producing in the only month that really matters um <laughs> which you know he, he's I, I saw that stat that I sent you about judge in the last three yeah. years in the postseason yeah. very bad but I went and looked Mm -hmm. at the first half of his career. He's had some moments. The first three years of his postseason career were actually pretty productive. And so I'm hoping he can find something. It's not all lost hope. So I I just hope that he eventually starts producing when it matters. And I think that's something you just got to bank on and hope that comes. But um, yeah, I'm happy with the contract.
1: Um, Yeah. And you know, with those, with those playoffs, sorry to interrupt you. With those, um, with those playoffs and the stats, um, you know, after the season, uh was talking with my brother, Raj, who um, I really respect his uh, insights on baseball. Uh, and he was saying, and I would love to go back and actually look at it because I can't remember it in the heat of the playoffs. But he was saying, you know, you look at, I think he brought up about four at-bats with Judge. And he said he just missed a couple. And I know we missed a home run really close, that whole roof issue with the roof closed there or not closed um so with something like that let's let's say he's right let's say there's three at bats that he could have made um could have had hits or or a a major impact and that could have turned his whole playoffs around you know if he would have had those three key hits and we look we look back and say well he produced really well because he had these big hits so If that's true, you know, and, and, you know, they say baseball is a game of inches and, you know, just misses, you could be a fraction of an inch off, which he was on, on that home run and countless guys are, but, you know, we'll, we'll see if that's, if, if that really is the case and he can put it together and, and capitalize on those just misses in the future, then, you know, that's great. We'll, we'll see, obviously you can't, you can't go well. But have woulda shoulda that doesn't do right. anything but it's it, it was promising to hear that because i was down on him too like oh man he's gotta he's gotta produce and you know you wonder about if the home run you know trying to get that home run uh title was taxing on him because he played a lot more than he usually did i forget how many games in a row he did um but, you know, and I know mentally that had to be something and and having a contract sticking over your head and, you know, and then you look back a couple of years and how many times in the playoffs were the Yankees one and done uh, with those wild cards. So I don't know if that factored into it. I, no, I know that factored into it as well. So who knows what that sample size is? We could look, we could go and look back at that. But yes, I completely agree. He's got to step it up in the playoffs. No, no excuses. Um, Cause he is that leader and he, he leads the offense. So yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. We got to, he, he, he steps it up in the playoffs next year.
0: And I think, you know, now that he's making the big bucks, pressure is not going to lay
1: off. Like he, it's, it's just time to do it. Man. It's, yeah. I,
0: I get the home run thing. He was great, but that's just the one thing that's still going to be in the back of my mind. He's got to start doing it. But yeah. um, I, hey, uh, again, I'm not going to, Press on that too much. He's back. We need him. That's good. Um, I want to go like to the infield because it's a very interesting, a lot of things tie together. Like obviously we didn't uh, for, for another year, we, we didn't go after any of the top flight shortstops. You know, we got a lot of things. I don't, there's no, it feels like there's no set positions for a lot of guys. You, you, you still, I don't know what the deal with DJ is from what I hear. He's not, doesn't need the surgery. So that's a good thing. Um are you expecting yeah. a healthy season a bounce back season from him? What do you think w- w- what's going to happen with DJ where is he going to play?
1: Yeah. Over the last week I had heard um I had read somewhere that he was good to go. The toe is not yeah. an issue. He's fully healthy, going to be ready for spring training. That's great news. He needs a bounce back season. He had his he had his moments last year where you you could see the old DJ from a couple of years ago. But that toe issue, it's like, come on, you know, and, and he's, what, is he 33, maybe turning 34 this year? He's, you know, uh, time's running out. You know, as these guys get older, they only get hurt more and more. So he needs to be healthy. I I'm, I'm such a big DJ fan. Yeah. need him in the lineup. Love having him in the lineup. Would love to see him, uh, you know, in a perfect world playing third base or second base I know we've got Glaber there and, you know, all the rumors swirling with him leaving, you know, getting traded, whatever. Um, I would much rather have Donaldson gone than Glaber. Move DJ into over to third base. Uh, Infield, you got to go with Peraza. You are holding on to this guy forever, all these shortstops. You got to give him a shot this year. I think this IKF signing is nice if he is a bench player because he can play third base as well, but no more shortstop. <laughs> the IKF experiment no. needs to end. Um, and then you got the the potential of Volpe coming up. Uh, so we'll see. And, you know, there's still time to make some more moves. Yankees mm-hmm. made that move for Donaldson so late in the year. So uh, you could, you, you know, that was what? that Was that during spring training? Because it was, I remember him yeah. showing up. In spring training, they had him like walking in the door. I think that was like a really late deal to get done. So maybe, hopefully the Yankees aren't done because I still think there's more pieces that need to happen. Um, But my ideal infield would be, as of this moment right now, Rizzo, Glaber, Peraza, DJ. Rizzo, Glaber, Peraza,
0: DJ. I like that. I like that. And yeah, I mean, my... I want I would try to trade Glaber for like some relief pitching or something. Um, yes. I, I think he had a nice bounce back season. He rebounded well. To me, it's just with him, there are way too many lulls. Like he'll go in these yes. valleys. He'll have his peaks for sure. But yeah. I think what the Yankees need to do is, and we've talked about this multiple times is go away from those streaky hitters. need mm-hmm. to get some more consistency. And it also just opens you up and makes you more flexible because you have both Peraza and Volpe. You still got to figure out what you want to yeah. do with Cabrera. Where is he going to run? So yeah, DJ is healthy. So there's a lot of things. But I think Rizzo obviously is at first. Um, if Torres is is traded, I would try doing a Perazzi, Peraza-Volpe middle infield, second and short. Uh, but if he's here, and right now he is here, you have Rizzo, Glaber, Peraza, Volpe's probably going to, you know, spend some time in AAA to start the season. And yeah. then a third base, I mean, you've got to find a way to, to either eat Donaldson's contract or get somebody to, to get it. Because I can't do another year of him, man. He's going to be 37. He's 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 just. It's not like he's a guy who just had a bad year. He's a guy who's old. So there's not, you know, there's there's not really hope for a bounce back. That's what happens when you get older. You just you stop producing. Um, so I think you do. You, you go with DJ uh, and you hope that DJ can stay healthy. Um, and yeah. then the, the only thing, man, I, I want Cabrera to get at-bats. Yeah. I, I want him to get every day at-bats. So I would say at the same time, like, because that ties in with left field, you know? I don't I don't want to waste them in one spot. To me I feel like Cabrera is the guy who should be playing every, you know, every position you need him to fill, be that glue guy. Yeah. And just rotate around the diamond. So if you put him in left field, you take that versatility away. But again, okay. that means you're probably going Hicks. So I, I what do you think about the whole third base left field thing with Cabrera? Where do you think where do you think they're going to go
1: there? I think that they love him moving all around the infield. They keep talking right. about, um, I'm blanking on that guy. He played for the Cubs. He played for the Rays. Um, he was like the super utility guy.
0: Um, Zobrist. Um,
1: yes. Yes. Because I remember I think they even tried to get him when he yeah. was, when he was in his prime. And I think it's a very valuable thing to have someone like that. And, you know, as i laugh about um aaron boone saying the swiss knife that's what i think cabrera is going to be for them and they love giving guys rest days and to have a guy who can play right field left field third short did he play second this year i think he played second he probably last can. Season, he right? probably can so having a guy like that is incredible guy. He could probably play first base too. You know, he's a super athletic guy and I could see, I like that, but you got to make it consistent. Like he's got to be playing for me five days a week, you know, move him around. It seems like he was, you know, okay with, not knowing where he was in like one solid position. Um, And it gives them that versatility to give guys rest days, move guys around, let a guy DH and let him play the position. So I think they're going to do that. If they were to put him in left field and said, okay, you're our starting left fielder. um, I wouldn't mind it. I'd be like, okay, I still think uh, he is valuable for that bounce around. But, um, and I think ultimately that's what they're going to do
0: yeah i would hope that they have him rotating every day at whoever's resting he'll play that position and he'll find his way yeah. to get his 500 at bats i think that's that's my plan too and then mm-hmm. if that's the deal i'm still not going with aaron hicks in left field i think you, I, they really got to try to make this trade for um uh reynolds now i, I think Brian reynolds is the is the guy um you you got to find out you got you got some prospects to deal um you got I, I think you do it. You know,
1: I, it yeah. really
0: hurts, dude, that they didn't get Benintendi. That really hurt me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have Benintendi back. He came over, started off slow, but then he started to click yeah. and he was really missed in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I loved having him, uh you know, with top of the order guy on base You know, not a lot of pop, but with, you know, the short porch and right field, you know, probably gets a couple more home runs uh, than if he was playing anywhere else. So and great defense. So he is that was a miss. That was a that was a tough one to see him go to the White Sox for not even that much money. But, you know, they had all the rumors. He didn't love living in New York. He wanted to go to a smaller market. He wanted to go back to KC was one of the things. So it was tough. Brian Reynolds is a guy who I have kind of, you know, heard about and over the past couple of years probably had sent you a couple of text messages saying (laughs) we got to trade to get him. And that was before Bader came over. Um, I like him. And, you know, there's, there's pros and cons for him. A lot of, you know, you read positive stuff about him, you read negative stuff about him, but I feel like he could be the kind of guy like Paul O'Neill. When Paul O'Neill was traded from the Reds, he was, a solid player and he just excelled in New York. And I feel like Brian Reynolds could, you know, maybe not be as good as Paul O'Neill, but could come over here, have a, 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 just a lesser role playing every day in left field, not a lot of pressure um, hit towards the back of the lineup and be one of those like sneaky guys who can produce a lot in that position. Um, And I just, I would love to see it. And at this point now, there's a lot of names out there. Um, the only thing is that the Pirates are asking for a lot, supposedly. Uh, Jason Dominguez, who is, you know, they say can't miss, but we know these prospects. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but I think they wanted, I think they wanted Peraza as well. There were some rumors circulating, and I think they wanted like five prospects. And I don't know. It's It's a tricky move. It's like... You know, one top prospect in there, and you get a couple of other medium ones, then make the deal. But if they want like three of the top prospects of the Yankees or more, then I say uh, don't do it and go go out and get somebody in in free agency because I know there's a few other names out there um, who are still available, but not sure as as good as Brian Reynolds because the Pirates are in a position like. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can get for him, but we don't have to do anything because he still has like two years of control. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Isn't it crazy, dude, how like you're the New York Yankees and it seems like every season we're going into a year with a gap at one position. It's like,
1: that shouldn't be the case, man. I know. And I had, you know, I had um, on, on Twitter account had put out there saying, I thought it was pathetic that with a system like the Yankees, you can't just bring someone up and be like, okay, you're in left field. You know, I know Cabrera is, you know, it was really an infielder. They, they got lucky putting him in the outfield. And you know, what I was trying to say, and a lot of people said, oh, what about Cabrera? But my point was, there is no true outfielder that in their system that you could be like, okay, this is your job going into spring training. You're going to compete for it, but you're, you've got the edge on it. And you know, some people say Floreal, but they don't like him for some reason. Um, I, I didn't see greatness from him, but he, it was a very small sample size for Floreal. They're still floating his name out there as a possibility. Yeah. I, I don't see it, um, but I wouldn't be against him uh, trying to get a shot. But, you know, to not have like a can't miss guy, like, you know, they say Dominguez and then there's, um, is it? Herrera is another guy who I don't know, have a lot of information on, but I I agree with you is there's a gap somewhere and you're like, you know, we're in January now and it's still a big question mark. It's just, it's not good for the Yankees. Yeah.
0: The, I I was listening to talking Yanks, John Boyd the other day, and they were talking about some guy Ortega who might get a shot. They made a move for him the other day. He's like a 31 year old oh. journeyman, but he's got like lefty power and he lifts the ball in the air. I don't know much else, but.
1: Oh, I I did not hear about that one. Yeah. I heard the rumors of trading for Ian Happ. Uh, yeah. there, there was the rumor of what's his name. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting his first name or last name. Profar Jerickson, Profar, oh, profar. profar Jerickson? Um, I don't yeah. know much about him either. Um, the Diamondbacks have some uh outfielders uh that Toronto just got one of them who is um seems like a a a good you know not more than a prospect seems like he can he's going to slot in there uh in their outfield um and they supposedly have a, a lot there so maybe something happens with them and they you know yeah. we get somebody to take a risk on but yeah it's um <laughs> need somebody need somebody out there would love someone who was like a no doubter. Like you're like, okay, great. Like Benintendi. Like if they had got yeah. Benintendi been like, great, slot him in left field. Perfect. Let's go.
0: That was the movement. And if they don't yeah. get Reynolds, they, they're probably going to have a lot of inconsistency at that spot. I feel like Reynolds is the last true yeah. hope to find you know, somebody who can solidify that spot. Um, that's the lineup. That's the diamond. Uh, you know, it's it's that's my biggest question mark heading into every postseason. I still feel like they haven't done nearly enough uh, to fix their flaws. It, it's not my favorite thing. Uh, I don't have a lot of hope when it comes to this lineup. Strikeouts, home runs—they're gonna put up numbers yeah. in the regular season. But when it comes to hitting elite pitching in postseason ball, it never seems to happen. But the good thing is that we went out and improved our very solid rotation and made it even better. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. The Carlos Rodon signing uh, a yep. couple of weeks back was was big. I love it. I'm excited for him, and I think if this Yankee rotation is healthy, which is always a big if, it can be top three, maybe even the very best in in uh, in baseball.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was such a big move and solidified that rotation. Um, call you know like you said, everybody's got to stay healthy, but on paper it looks fantastic. You've got yeah. Cole, you've got Rodon, you've got Nestor, Seve, and then fifth, if he can bounce back, hopefully uh, Frankie Montas, uh, you know, maybe he wasn't healthy at the end of the, of, of the year, which he wasn't, you know, he had that injury. He came over, had injuries with, um, with Oakland as well. But if he can just be decent as a fifth starter, that's a great rotation and like you said everybody stays healthy. Uh, I am really excited for that. And the Yankees over the past couple of years their pitching actually has been really good. It yes, is it the clutch hitting in the postseason that is the is been the determining factor. And you look at that lineup and you know it's it's good right now but it's not like scary good. You're not like, "Oh, wow, this is this is a dominating lineup." They, yeah. they, they need to make, they need to make these moves. And, um, uh, you know, especially third base, they got to get Donaldson out of there I never want to see Hicks again in there. <laughs> um, you hope that they go with Peraza over IKF at shortstop and he progresses and takes a step. He looked really good. I think he is MLB ready and has to get that opportunity. You know, well, the other thing I was thinking about going back to left field and Florial. um, is, you know, last year stuck with Joey Gallo for how many games? They kept running that guy out yeah. there. And it, it's like Florial should have been getting the shot, or someone else should have been getting the shot. You had Joey Gallo out there and he was showing them that he is not good. <laughs> and imagine if you know Florial probably could have been just as good as him or just as bad as him, I should say. But maybe that would have been great experience for him, and maybe he would have taken the step but it was you know it's it's it was kind of maddening with that whole thing uh but yeah you you, you got to make some more you got to make some moves so that you put someone in this lineup or two people in this lineup that are you know a little bit more deadly than ikf who was you know uh solid but you know you, you need more production he was he's more of like the role player backup yeah he's not a starter
0: yeah all right. So, yeah, we talked about the lineup, the rotation, uh, the bullpen. I think it's pretty much the same minus Litke and uh, Tommy Canley's back. But overall, if you were to grade before we wrap this up, we only got a couple of minutes before they kick me off. Um, yes. if, if you were to grade this, the off season overall, just real quick with like a letter grade A to F, what are you giving it? I'm going to say like a C plus.
1: Yeah, I'm at, I'm at C plus B minus right, right. now because you look, Rizzo solid, bringing Judge back solid. Rodon was great. I think that's the, the best move of the whole season for them. And you you need something else. And you keep hearing the rumors of, oh, they're not done yet. They're not done. And, you know, they got, um, interestingly, bringing these other GMs in as advisors, ex-GMs yeah. as advisors. Yeah, right. Sabian. And Omar Minaya, um, who I don't know, I can't, Omar Manaya with the Mets was a little shaky, from what I can recall, <laughs> he had his issues over there. But maybe he's going to be a, a good advisor. I know he's very good with the Latin American players and and development. So maybe he can find somebody, um, you know, through that through those channels for the Yankees that can make an impact. Um, but overall like we keep saying you've got to bring in another guy who is going to be a a no doubter and bring a little bit more um uh ferocity to this lineup because right now yeah like i don't know i keep saying it <laughs> it looks good but you want something more solid than that
0: yeah it just seems top heavy again like you know, you got your guys that, you know, you're going to hit, you're going to, that, you know, are going to hit like judge Stanton Rizzo. Yeah. And then a couple others, Bader, yeah,
1: but, and yeah, now we get it. We get a full season out of Bader. So he, and he produced in the playoffs, you know, one of the only guys. Um, But yeah, you look at that lineup and it gets down towards like middle end. And it's kind of like, you know, a lot of things got to go right to make it a, a really potent lineup.
0: Yeah. Um all right, so before we wrap it up, I got one question for you. I need you to answer trivia, okay. a little pop quiz. You get one oh, up there Okay. <laughs> here. So, you know, we talked about Judge's uh home run record. In nine. 19- I got a question for you. In 1961, when Roger Maris hit his 61st home run. Yes. Do you remember which team it came against? And I'll give you two options. All right, I'll give you multiple choice. Was it A, the Boston Red Sox, or B, the Detroit Tigers?
1: Trying to think. You know, with all the judge hype, I remember them talking about it and him hitting that home run. Um, So I should know this. Um, And I think it's not the Red Sox. I would have to say the Tigers because I feel like I would have remembered if it was the Red Sox. I'm going to say Tigers.
0: It was the Red Sox. Which is crazy. Wow. I, yeah.
1: I, wow. I can't believe that. Like yeah. I was saying, they, they talk about it so much with yeah. Judge chasing Maris. And I I just felt like it wasn't the Red Sox. Wow. they yeah. such the a good Red memory Sox. I
0: have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a tough one. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Absolutely. Always good. And yeah, uh, I'll have this always. up soon. So I appreciate you coming on, Greg from Yankee. All right.
1: No, yeah. No. Thanks again, Rob. Always love coming on here and talking with you. Appreciate it, man
0: all right so that was episode 462 here the podcast thank you for tuning in i hope you guys enjoyed it again that was greg gill from yankee crazy podcast you can find his podcast on apple podcasts spotify many more listening platforms that's Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast. And you can find him on social media. He's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That'll be in the description. And if you're watching the video format of the podcast, it's on the screen right now. On the bottom of the ticker. But thanks for stopping by. I appreciate each and every one of you for doing so. Um, Yanks are starting up. and you know Camp begins in about a month, which is insane to me. That shit always flies by. Especially once you get to Christmas time, like late December. It just starts to go by. But um, hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, that's that. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. And I will see you guys in episode 463, where we'll be back with the Knicks recapping Monday night's game. All right. That's it, fellas. Later.
1: This episode was brought to you by Anchor.